No, it's on tour. Sorry, it's me. I've been away for a while. Listen, I was heartbroken, okay? That's the truth of the matter. Royally heartbroken. And um, I thought I would do a quick intro because what do you do when you're heartbroken? Uh, you uh, disappear. <laughs> Go on a nice long holiday. Last year, just after I turned 40, I um, a relationship came to an end that was very important to me, like hugely important to me, and it was incredibly difficult to walk away from. Still is difficult. And it kind of broke me into a million pieces. Um, and now it's time to rebuild those pieces. Um, yeah. Like, I genuinely wanted to have a future with that person. Um, but life decides no, <laughs> or um, he decided no. <laughs> it's not funny, it's really sad actually. Anyway, oh, it's not as catchy as someone like you, is it? Anyway, we'll talk about musicals later. So I didn't do any notes on tour uh, recordings on my tours because I was too busy crying. So with that sexy introduction, let me fill you in. It is officially March the 6th, midnight, just turned March the 6th, turned into March 6th, wasn't March the, was March the 5th, like a minute ago, now it's March the 6th. Anyway, great chat. A few weeks ago, got my Polish citizenship through, which I totally forgot and I'd applied for way back in lockdown, which means I could apply for a Polish passport. So I thought, oh, I'll just have a look at that. And I tried to get an appointment in the UK. Um, I could not get one in, um, not the UK, sorry, in London for love nor money, nor in Manchester, nor in Edinburgh. Then I started looking further afield and I could get an appointment in Belfast for like next week. So I thought, fuck it, I'll book it. It was a hundred quid flight to Belfast. So I flew to Belfast and the day before I realised, sorry, I'm just taking my washing out the dryer. Um, I'm only using it once a week, don't worry. My passport expires in two months. So again, I was like, crap, I need to renew my British passport. So I went to renew my British passport. And as I did that, again, couldn't get an appointment. But in Belfast, there was an appointment two hours later. So I was like, well, this is going to be very difficult because this is going to mean um, waking up at seven o'clock, getting the 8.30 plane, arriving at 9.30, first passport appointment is at 9.50, told him I'll be late to 10. <laughs> then I was at the front of the queue, Bish bash bosh, got the stamp, got back in the cab, was back in the fucking airport for one o'clock, had loads of time to spare. Like it was just a sign. So the reason why I wanted to record this today is because today, um, after planning this by myself and reaching out to different people, somebody put me in touch with a woman who's going to help me. Hi, baby. Who's going to help me put this tour together. Um, she put together 14 dates for a comic earlier this year. Um, he did like 50 to 80 seaters. All of them sold out apart from two. Uh, we're going to go for the same, maybe slightly higher 100 seaters. And um, we're going to go and guess where mommy's taking you. Guess where I'm taking you. We're going to go to Burn. That's your motherland where you're going to see all the birdies and mountain dogs. Yes, you are. You're going to see your great, great, great ancestors. And you're going to climb mountains. And you're going to sail seas. Um, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to do Edinburgh. And I'm going to do two shows a day in Edinburgh. One called God is a Woman, the musical, which is the best thing I've ever fucking written. Like, you're not even ready for how good this musical is. Like, genuinely, when I tell you, oh my gosh, like, you're not ready. Like, it's so good. Like, it's so good. Like, it's so good. Like, I haven't written it yet and I can't sing and I can't play music. But you know when you do something, you're like, oh, goosebumps. Like, this is the one. It's the Female Book of Mormon. And I'm going to do a stand-up show. The stand-up show is going to be about, like, how I'm 40 and I'm... Life's not, I'm not famous and I fucking should be. And I'm really gutted because my shows are pioneering. Um, and it's frustrating to still be stuck to the point where you have to reset everything. But then I don't want it to be too bitter. But then I kind of want to call the show bitter. To give you the inside, I think all my stand-up shows have been honest with where I'm at in life. So part of me is like, well, talk about where you're at in life. Just be honest. I know it's not sexy, but it's the truth. And I'll make it funny because I am funny. But how do I make it funny? Like I'm not a, a moan fest. And then I thought, well, what about this idea of being 40 and life not looking like I thought it would? Like I'd love to have a baby. Bernie, can you stop? Another one, I mean. Um, I'd love to settle down and love. Love somebody. Love somebody the way I love you. Um I went into Halfords the other day for a roof box and I saw a baby's car seat and I thought, oh, I'll buy that. 
um, you know, like tell the universe like that I want to <laughs> want to drive a child around because it works. So I may not have told you this before I met my ex boyfriend. I started reading a book, Calling in the One. Okay, I've never told anybody this. This is top secret, and I started doing it. And genuinely, within four and a half weeks, I met him. And then I kind of stopped the book, which I, which is maybe why it didn't work out because I didn't finish the book. And also, I bought a pack of condoms, which I never ended up using. But the, but the point was, the message to the universe was clear that I'm half in. <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully, he's not without a condom. What I'm saying is, is I think the universe hears you. So I might buy a child's car seat, but then I don't know if it's weird if I do meet somebody and they come around, they're like, why have we got a baby car seat? And I'm like, oh, well, actually, <laughs> I was manifesting a child. Yeah, maybe we'll just stick with the Europe plan for now. Okay, I'm going to sit in a city square overlooking birds and pigeons flying around, admiring the architecture, drinking a coffee and eating a pastry, mate. And did I tell you, I'm taking Bernie with me. So welcome back. This is Notes on Tour, the EU edition. A road trip, Bernie. Road trip. I think I'm going to Kathmandu. That's really, really where I'm going to. I just, I really want to film God as Woman. I did film it once and I filmed it at the Square Theatre and I put up my patrons, my patrons, but I want to film it properly and do it justice because I think it's such a beautiful show and it's, I feel like it's the antidote to a lot of things going on right now and I would love people to have the chance to access it. I want to try and make it happen somehow. I had a preview today, my first preview of my new stand-up show that I'm going to call Bitter, I think. And the problem with calling it bitter is because it automatically puts people off. That's what I find interesting because you go, well, if I can take that and make it good, that's where the skill comes in. Monkey sausage head has a monkey sausage head. Monkey sausage head. <coughs> and this lovely kind old lady, and she offered to invest 5k in helping me film God as a Woman. How incredible is that? How nice are people, monkey? So my European dates are on sale. They went on sale yesterday. And uh, I've just called Ash to the garden because I've just sold my first two tickets for Brussels. And um, guess what the name is of the person that bought the tickets? <laughs> I should tell them. It was Helena. Which was? Mum's name. Mum's name. So I think that's a good sign. It's weird though, isn't it? Like of all the names in all the world, like the first two tickets. Yeah. Like, tour. Yeah, it's weird. It's her name. But like I said, it... You know, if you're going to come across a Helena anywhere, it would be in Europe. Yeah. So, a little bit less weird. A little bit less weird. But a good sign, I think. A very good sign. A I good think, omen, yeah. yeah. Are you going to miss me when I go? No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On Fame and Fortune, just before people get twisted. Whenever I used to say I want to be really rich and famous, especially male comedians that were British. So people that had, like, foreign parents and never had this issue with. But British male comics would get so personally offended by me saying that. And it's, I think, there's this British mentality anyway. But also, for me, being famous is because you're good at something. Like, that's it, right? So you're really good at something, you excel at it, and that's why people know you. And that's what I've always wanted for my work. And I genuinely thought, with the body of work that I'd created, that at this point in my career, <laughs> I'd be in a place where I'm able to sell out venues around the world. Boom, done. And be like working regularly and in demand and just feeling quite secure and settled and be like, yeah, you know, I'm at the top. I'm enjoying myself. Here I am. And I just feel like it's been near miss after near miss after near miss. I've never cared being a celebrity. I've got no interest in being on reality TV or being recognised in the street. It's not my fucking game. It's just not my game. And so when I started doing well in stand-up and breaking through, like I never really played the game and didn't do the panel shows because they weren't reflective of my stand-up shows, which were really unique in their own right and kind of trailblazing their own right. Because panel shows were quite combative and that wasn't my style. I felt so uncomfortable. My show was really empowering and uplifting and or like making people feel good and you know it was about mental health and body image and relationships and self-worth and all this stuff and you know be written about like oh it's comedy for women and there'd be like this classist undertone about my work because 
like I'm not a traditional stand-up and I've seen stand-ups that are phenomenal and I'd go to stand-up gigs and I'd die my ass with these incredible comics and I'd feel so out of place because you go, but I know I'm a comedian, like I know I'm funny, just <laughs> I need to be in the right environment. So I created my own environment, my one-woman shows, which I love doing and they mean the world to me and what's mad is this year it's 15 years doing stand-up but then I still feel like I'm at square one because I see the impact my work has had. Like, I know I was part of a comedy culture and a comedy movement. I've seen the cultural shift. So when I was breaking through, I was doing, you know, festivals with people like Hannah Gadsby and shows and sell-out shows with Fleabag and Daniel Sloss. And it was the kind of comedy that's, like, raw and authentic and different. And my shows were very party girl shows. And now that's quite a thing and women are breaking through with it. So I'm seeing women that have started a lot later that have seen me that are doing exceptionally well and having TV profiles. And I still feel here like, what? Hang on. Why do I feel so stuck and left behind out in the wilderness? Like, why do I still feel like I'm a one-woman band out here doing it on my own? And I know a massive part of that was because when I did stand-up and when I broke through, I did it on my own terms. And I had my mum who really believed in me and encouraged me to go get my dreams. And when she died, I kind of did a little bit, as you do. And I found it incredibly difficult to lose that support. And I lost a lot of belief and faith in myself. And it's been a journey (laughs) to try and slowly build that back. Because you need to have faith in yourself. You've got to believe in yourself. To be in this game, you've got to, to be in any game, you've got to believe in yourself, right? But when the belief in yourself and your self-validation all comes from work and work doesn't work, especially when we're facing a cost of living crisis, mate. Like, look at the shit show the last few years, how difficult it's been for so many people. We're all working so hard. And I feel like we're working harder than ever for less. Like, it's harder than ever. And even for entertainment, like, you can put on shows, but people have got less money to spend on entertainment. So if they're going to go out, they're going to go out and see, like, a a sure thing because they want a sure thing for their hard-earned money because they're only going out that one time that month. And if you're not a household name, it's difficult to be like, trust me, my show's a sure thing. You're going to fucking lose your mind and love it. Like, I promise you, you're going to love it. And now, after lockdown, we've seen this huge growth of people being self-made, doing podcasts, doing TikTok and OnlyFans. It's amazing. And like some of the content out there, you're like, wow, this is so fucking good. And they've been doing it for years and it's amazing. And I kind of feel like, right, where's my place? Like, how do I <laughs> how do I stay relevant in all of this? And how do I have something interesting to say? Because it's a privilege to be on stage. You've got to have something interesting to say. Like, I see more girls coming through now with this party girl vibe that I started. But when I started doing it 10 years ago, I didn't have to worry about Gary in the green room, you know, also doing a thigh gap joke. Because... As much as I'd die on stage when I did works because I found my audiences and they liked what I talked about, now there's more girls coming through and more party girls. I'm seeing my jokes on TikTok and I don't think that they're stealing it. I just think maybe they go, oh shit, you've got people doing the same stuff that you talked about for years now. Like because the, the pond has opened, which is amazing. But it's also kind of terrifying when you're going, shit, okay, how do I keep making this work? And in order to keep making it work, you've got to have something good to say. When I wrote Politics of Bitches, I had something to say. What Beyonce did, I had something to say. God is woman, I had something to say. And now, like, I want a life, mate. Like, I want a life. I look at my life and I'm 40 and I'm not married and I haven't got kids and I haven't got that side sorted and I haven't got my career side sorted. And you're like, right, okay, reset. It's time for a reset. We just need to reset. Because you can't tackle anything when it's like this, like, whatever this is, it's not working for you, like, this, me continuing it to do it by myself, and continuing to get burnt out, and feel frustrated, and bitter, and over it, because I have to book the venue, organise the venue, organise all the production, organise everything, and put on a five-star show, and do it all myself, and still feel like it's still a struggle 15 years later, like, that's not sustainable. It hasn't been sustainable. Shit changed after my mum died. Shit changed after lockdown. So really what I'm after is some joy. Because things haven't worked out the way I thought they would. So if that's, if that's the case and like they say like what's meant for you won't pass you by, I kind of want to figure out what's meant for me then. <laughs> 
And to do that, you kind of got to get to a place where you feel good. So to feel good, you've got to find joy. And I'm lucky that I'm in a position where you go, okay, we'll make the most of your situation. You can pack up your car and your dog and go travel around Europe in it. Let's do that. Have a bit of an adventure. And really, the goal is to seek joy. Let's get in alignment. Because I think once I get in alignment, everything will fall into place. Oh, what's that lyric from that Mike Skinner song? That's the one. The end of something I did not want to end. Beginning of hard times to come But something that was not meant to be is done And this is the start of what was Good morning, today is Monday the 17th of April Today is the day I move out of my house And I am shitting myself Like I could cry with how nervous I am I had a phenomenal weekend. I filmed God is a Woman. It's a project that I undertook three weeks ago. I need to make this happen, like this show needs to be out there. And so I planned everything, from the outfit to the nails, to the stage, to the groomers, to the lighting, to the set, to everything. And it's funny how doors started opening and lights started going green. The filming went amazing and I'm so proud of myself. Like, it's taken me a day or two to get over it. Um, and kind of like, holy shit, we made that happen. But like, people came together. Like, I found my village of people to help me make it happen. And I cannot wait for people to see it. I'm so proud of this show. Okay, I'm about to check in the Euro Tunnel. I'm very nervous. It was the opposite we got pushed on. So that, you know, oh, I mean, okay. there was a problem with passports. So oh, everybody gosh. got everybody right. got pushed back. Just think that on the way through. Yeah. Head up towards Go straight the through, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Bye. Is it obvious where to go when you get up there? Yes, yeah, yeah. So um, you're, depending on your, what's the size of your vehicle you've got? Just a, it's a small SUV. Right, so no green boxes or anything. You're, you're follow the signs for France, have your passports ready. Then you're, um, you go through that and on the right there's a sign saying sports to medium vehicles and that's the route you'll follow. And do we just stay in the car when we get on it? Yeah, so you, you can get out and there's toilets every third carriage on the train. Uh, but there's nothing, if you want anything to drink or no. eat, that would be done in like the terminal. Okay. The train. It's 35 minutes back from the platform. Thank you. Yeah, you Thank you. Your first time on Tanaka? Yeah, I'm very nervous. Oh, good. How many passengers? Just me. Yeah, we're going on a road trip. Nice. Yeah, just the two of us. Where are you, where are you going to go? Uh, we're going to go to France, uh, Switzerland, Germany, and Poland. Yeah, just three months. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. That's okay. You can go now. So what do, what do I? Sorry, what do I do? Just follow the signs to France. France, and, and put that in the window. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you. Come on, baby. Hi. <laughs> She's just getting started, so she needs to get on it. Where are you travelling to? Um, uh, through to Paris. Uh. I turned 40 and wanted a road trip. So we're going on a three month road trip. Three months? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, I thought that, but now I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It's fine. Adventures, three months. Yeah. Okay, we're moving down the hill. Okay, so it looks like I'm about to drive onto a train track, is how it looks, that's all I can see. Oh shit, you actually get on the train! No shit, that's so weird. Okay, so you go onto the train track. So I'm driving onto the train track. This is so weird. Okay, so I'm driving onto the train track, onto the platform, and then you go left into the train. So imagine you're on a platform at like Waterloo, but you're in a car, and then you go onto the train. Oh, no way am I gonna manage this. Okay, okay. Okay, we're fine, just relax, everything's fine. You can do this. Holy shit, holy moly shit, fuck me, fuckity fuckity fuck. Oh, what if I slide down in between the train and the platform? Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. I made it, I'm on the train, I'm on the train. I'm on the, this is so weird. Okay, first issue we have is in the Eurotunnel, I've just seen I've got a massive crack in my windscreen. So now I need to get that sorted. Fucking wonderful. 
Uh, I'm in Paris, it says. Okay, drive on the right, drive on the right, drive on the right. Okay, just gone through a really dark tunnel. Really long one in Paris. Isn't that a shame that all dark tunnels in Paris are associated with Princess Diana? That's really sad. Oh, shit. Okay, I've got a sticker on my windscreen to tell me which side of the road to stay on. Yeah, Benny, come on. Oh, thank you. That's what she wants. She probably wants water. That's not enough. What a beautiful little apartment. Is it your daughter's apartment? Yes. Yes, Very yes, nice. Yes. Okay, first day out in Paris. Me and Bernie are going to go out. We are on our way to try and find a good view of the Eiffel Tower and take a picture because that's what tourists do. But first, I want to get a coffee and a croissant from somewhere. Bonjour, can I get a, a coffee and a. Um, do you do oat milk? Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, first coffee in France. Horrific. Awful. Like UHT. Don't know what's going on with that Paris. However, the croissant, <laughs> mate. Gloucester Services, frozen croissants. I have nothing on the croissant I just had. Nothing. I have just seen on Instagram the best place to see the Eiffel Tower. And it's called Rue de la University. Bless you, Bernie. And so we're walking there to go have a look. Then I might drop Bernie off home and come back. I want to get into a routine of being on our own for a few hours a day. So that's what we might do. Are we ever going to see this bloody Eiffel Tower? Unless we've come the wrong way or we've missed it. Right, I know it's here somewhere. I can't see it because I'm in between buildings, but it's definitely here somewhere. We found it and it's stunning. It's a uh, Rudy University right at the very bottom. And um, it's just gorgeous. We just sat on a bench underneath the Eiffel Tower now. Bernie's had breakfast. It's very pretty. So I've left Bernie at home and hopefully she'll be nice and tired and have a nice sleep. And I'm gonna go see a San Chapelle. I don't know what that is, a chapel. <laughs> St. Chapel, or St. Chapelle, as they say, over here in uh, the land of France. Oh my gosh, I feel good. I feel really good. Okay, travel hack from me. Don't confuse the gift shop for the actual place of interest. Okay, because the St. Chapelle, I was like, I don't get it. I mean, it's cool, but Oramore was nicer. Um, however, it was upstairs, mate. Upstairs, it was pure stained glass windows. It was like... 25 foot tall I don't I don't know how many feet tall it was really tall windows of pure stained glass like beautiful stained glass and gold gold plated everything like gold plated everything like insane okay now we are going to a former prison apparently very exciting it's a beautiful day it's a former royal palace of the French kings gothic rooms in the reign of Philippe the Fair and Jean the Good the most famous prisoner was Mary Antoinette. A commemorative chapel was built at the location of her cell during the, um, during the restoration period. Hilarious. Could you imagine being like, let them eat cake and they build you a chapel to be like, hey, we love you. What a life, mate. Entries in France. Okay. And then you have all the other rooms. So number two till 13 or 14, something like that. And the, you have two gothic rooms, and then the rest is the prisons and Marie Antoinette's cell. And can you look in the prisons? Can you go inside? Yes, yes, oh, cool. Yes, sure. so can... The cuisine. Ooh, it's creepy. It's very creepy. It's massive. I mean, it's empty. It's not the quality kitchen, it's just a giant room. Beautiful, but just a giant empty room, mate. Okay, let's go see the prison. It's insane to think that there was a time that people lived here and worked here and got murdered here. And now we pay to go and have a look at the empty rooms, at the ghosts of all those that were behind. Like, trek in the future, they're going to be like walking around with spoons being like, and this is where people went to go get an apple sour for £1.50 before Brexit. And then they boycotted it, rightly so. I wonder. There are many prisoners, 500 at the height of the revolution. They had to finance their detention themselves. 
The poorest were crammed into very small dark cells, devoid of furniture, common cells. 4,000 names on the wall. They were tried by the Revolutionary Tribunal, 1793, where they were executed, acquitted. Shit. Ooh, guillotine. Oh, this is creepy, this place. I don't like it. I want to get out. Okay, and we're done. This is creepy as hell. Epic fireplaces, though. Very big fireplaces. Oh, freedom. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, we definitely want freedom. The thing I love about London is how easy it is to see their tube stations and to know whether they've got access or lifts or whatever. Here, they're like hidden in the wilderness. It's very confusing. Now, I'm heading to go see my guy, Napoleon and his tomb. Oh, love letters of great men. Check out, am I right, ladies, my Napoleon joke. It's one of my favourite jokes, especially the one about the lion and getting Napoleon and Mufasa confused. It's very clever. The architecture, architecture is incredible. So I'm in this giant square with loads of like uh, cannon guns pointing at you. It's a bit terrifying, but you know. Wow, is that Napoleon? There's a guy with a big hat and a big statue. He's quite tall though, so I don't know if that's him. The cannons are huge. <gasps> Jesus Christ, look at these cannons. Oh, men are awful, aren't they? Mankind is horrible. Why would you create such beauty only to kill it? I'm going to go under the cannon gun. Okay, where's the Napoleon? I want Napoleon. It's so clean as well. How they keep it so clean, I don't know. I'm going to get back to Burnley soon. It's been a while. It's nearly four hours. What's my time to say? Yeah, hour and a half left. French Wars of Religion. Very cool. Hello. Recording. A voice recording. Thank you, Messi. Oh, artillery. Extraordinary cabinets. Shit. They've got old saxophones and music. How important would music have been to make sure that you kept some faith? Imperative, right? Oh my gosh. They actually taxidermied a horse. Poor guy. They taxidermied Napoleon's horse. Aww, sad little thing. And it's got, um, it's got a mark on it with an N with a crown. Poor little guy. When I tell you, I've just seen the most beautiful building in my entire life. I'm so glad I came here today. Wow. This is insane. Quick description, so you walk into this massive church type of building that's bigger than a church. Imagine this huge arch at the top of the very ceiling. It's so high and it's got a circle like a window so you can see out, but it's all stained and all around it is just paintings of angels and, I don't know, the cherubs or what, and huge statues, gold statues, just a vast building with pure white marble, like the most brightest marble you've ever seen and so large and grand, just phenomenal, incredible to walk in. I imagine it's how you feel when you see the Sistine Chapel, like you walk in and it's just breathtaking. I'm entering the crypt, it's insane. They've got two great big men outside. Oh, so that's what it means. So one's carrying the justice, the earth globe, and the sword. Oh my God, Napoleon's tomb is hilarious. It's possibly, the most brilliant, funniest tomb I've ever seen. For such a tiny guy, why do you need such a big grave? Like, serious big grave energy. It's ginormous. It's the size of a house. Like, it's bigger than a house. It's taller than a house. It's humongous. It's, uh, it's like a, a coffin that's um, been given Botox. So it has exploded, so it's huge. So imagine like a really swollen coffin 
and surrounded by 12 women. Surrounded by, sorry, Josephine. Sorry, Josephine, love my life. Forever my wife, wrote your love letters, made you feel really special and important. As I, as I die, I'm just going to be surrounded by 12 fucking women for all eternity. Oh, but I really loved you, didn't I, Josephine? Talk about gaslighting. This tomb is possibly the funniest, most brilliant tomb, most brilliant thing I've ever seen. Hi, my baby. Hi, my baby. Sorry, it took me so long. Hi, sausage, come here. So I've uh, come to a place called Pink Mama for some dinner with Bernie and they're so nice so far. We're just getting a table for one. There's already a queue outside. It opens now. Okay, travel pasta has arrived. It is delicious but cold. What about the French being rude? But fuck me. This waiter hates me. Like I've never walked into a restaurant and felt like I need to apologise before I order anything. My dad complained. I don't think they take it very well. I just went to go see a church in Montmartre, in Montmartre um, and I walked in and it was stunning. And I've got dungarees on. Okay, let me just tell the story. Um, I've got dungarees on. And um, the security guard wouldn't let me sit down and say a prayer. I wanted to say a prayer for my mum or whatever. I didn't want to light a candle. I just thought, I'll say a little prayer. Benny, And he kicked me out because I've got my shoulders showing. And I felt so embarrassed and so mortified and so angry. Like... It's such a shame, like, you can't go to a place of worship and be divine and be pure. And, like, I think God loves you exactly as you are. I think God loves you naked. I think this man-made idea of shame is because they can't keep their fucking erections in their pants and don't know anything about body autonomy or fucking a respect for a woman's body. It's not, it's not women respecting their bodies. It's men respecting women's bodies. Like, fuck you times a thousand. I left the church and I felt proper shit and I've come home. Oh, it's made me so angry. I can't wait to release God as a woman. I actually can't wait. Bernie, I know you're angry too, but I'm trying to record a podcast. I need to go get poo bags. I go to Paddy to travel to buy poo bags. It's very glamorous. So I'm feeling a bit better today. We're going to make an effort today. I was feeling a bit of a sad sack yesterday and frustrated and lost and a bit, oh, I'm on my own. I'm not really getting it. I got really excited because I've gone to a few places and then I just couldn't handle their rudeness. And then yesterday I saw a woman be so rude to somebody, like the rudest, like so rude. Um, A guy, sorry, being rude to another guy. Like, he was sat there waiting for a friend, right, to go on a date. And the restaurant owner's like, where's your friend? He's like, oh, she's coming in, like, two minutes. He's like, well, no, I need the table. You can go. And he sent him off. And I was like, are you fucking mad? He was like, no, you can go. And I was like, wow. Okay. Paris is brutal. Brutal. But on the other hand, people are fucking amazing. Like, I've met some gorgeous people that have been so lovely. So I think, like, anywhere, it's who you meet. I've just been to a lovely boulangerie on a road. Bernie, this way. Um, in Montmartre. Montmartre. It's very delicious. I don't know what it's called. I've just got a cheese and ham roll, which you think is pretty basic. But let's try it. Mmm. Incredible. Crispy bread. Fresh though, you can tell it's totally fresh. Do they do waxing? I need to get my pump and waxed. Crispy bread. Yummy cheese. Ham is good. Very delicious. 10 out of 10. I'm on Rue Calancourt. Calancourt. Rue Calancourt. Boulangerie. Delicious. Okay, just gonna go to the car to get some poo bags and then come back up. I really need a bikini wax. Aha! Why is it opening? 
Where's my car keys? I bought my car keys. Tell me you bought your car keys. Oh, you absolute twat. Come on, Bernie. I've got to go find poo bags from somewhere. Fuck me. What a great day in France. At least we had that boulangerie. That was, that was worth it. Need to cross the street. Wait at the crossing. Now some of them have a light on them, so you have to wait for the man to go green. I think when they don't have a light, you've got to right away. But it's interesting because if I pause, they just drive over. If I start walking, they drive. They stop, sorry. So I don't know which one's which because you're kind of scared to start walking in case they don't stop. But I think that's how it works. So come with me as we try and get a bikini wax. Oh God, they're going to be horrible, aren't they? Like if they're like that when they serve you fucking pizza, imagine what they're going to be like when they've got your vagina in their hands. And then I'm going to head to the Louvre because it's free on the first Friday after six. First Friday of the month. And today the 6th of May. So we're going to go check it out. Okay, Lisa, I'm sorry. Alors ça nous fera 35 euros aussi. Merci beaucoup. Okay, so don't go see the uh, Louvre on the only free day because there's a queue for three and a half hours. So that was well planned. Tomorrow, I want to go to the Palais de Versailles. I want to get up early and go. Okay, if you're looking for a wonderful brunch in Montmartre in Paris, go find Devotions Cafe, a tiny little cafe on Rue de Remy, right at the crossroads. I just had Turkish eggs because I had yogurt and dill in it and I thought, that sounds fresh, I'll have that. Oh my God, the best breakfast I've had in an incredibly long time. All right, because I'm being a pig, I went to this shop that does like profiteroles with chocolatier and to this is a lemon profiterole. Oh my God, oh my God. So basically how it works is they do fresh profiteroles and you go with them and then you pick the fillings. So I got chocolate, lemon and chantilly. They're all chantilly cream and original. And then she pipes it there and then fresh. Unreal. You have to go. It's called Le, Le Chapeau de Chocho. Um. Oh, I may have got a gig tonight, which I was avoiding. But there's an open mic, not an open mic. There's like a, I feel like it's open mic level. I might be completely wrong. And I've asked if I can do a spot and they were like, no, we're fully booked. And I wanted to be like, guys, don't you know who I am? <laughs> Come over here especially. And um, I said, okay, well, let me know if I can do five minutes. And they were like, well, actually, we're having themes. And today's theme is on Paris and France. If you can do any material on that. And I was like, yes, please. On my way to try an open mic. Walk in there now. Oh, the schlep. <laughs> a five minute spot is universal, mate. I do think I could live in Paris, genuinely. It's so fucking cool. I really like it as a city. But let's see how the gig goes first, shall we? Thank you. Um, I'm one of the acts on tonight. I'm one of the acts on tonight. Okay, so I've just walked in. It's about. 20 people spread out under this like church arches like a basement it's very funny that went well i didn't expect it to but it actually went all right i just swore a lot i didn't expect it to go well but it went well and the other comments were like oh next level but all i did was swear guy who wants to give me some feedback so Wojtek, Wojtek get, took some pictures tonight. Wojtek, what's your feedback to help me? Ah, yes, yeah. so slow down for sure sometimes remember that people they don't speak the same level of English as you, so sometimes you can use like a less simpler word to describe some, some things like very, ba keep things basic basic, okay. For like, especially for Paris when you have a French audience sometimes, they don't understand sometimes like they would like they, the joke is not bad they just don't understand okay and this is even my comprende do you know what's interesting is um i always speak really fast that's my style so even in england people say slow down oh, yeah. and i just i don't yeah i, <laughs> I, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I but the, the feedback 
feedback about changing the words, very helpful. Very helpful. Some, because sometimes, uh, like, it can be something very stupid, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like now I don't have any, any no, example. No, I understand, but, like, I understand. sometimes very, like, because some words for you are so obvious. No, you're great with We just have something very basic for yeah. this, you know? Like, I get it. Like, 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 like something like puppy, you know, puppy? Like a dog, you know, yeah. small dog, like some people they just don't understand. Puppies, he's a small, small dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see that they don't understand? Got it. No? Okay. okay. But it's, uh, it was great, it was great. It's, Thank you. It's a bit uh, too, uh, like, uh, you'll have to listen more, but you know, it takes a It's like fine, a... I did five minutes. Good. Um, okay, so the photo you'll send me, yeah? Right, I'm heading to a speakeasy bar with a, a, a man that came to a comedy show called Dave. And Dave is from Camden, lives in hey, London. Hey. Oi, oi. And um, I've just dragged him to come for a cocktail with me to this speakeasy place. I've got a feeling it's here. Is this it, do you reckon? Right, how yeah, do you say open, though? Yeah, it's open. It's open now. Look. Hotel particular. How, where's the hotel? It's better be worth it after all this fuss. But I googled, um, no, it is. I googled top cocktail bars in Paris, and this was one of them. I know, but I think the Parisians, they make it hard. It's, it's hard work here. Like, but then again, London is, like I loved all the theme of tonight. It was kind of like, Let's hate. shit on Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, this is cool. Look this at this. Really See, I didn't know about this. I've been here four months. I never knew about this. Look at how, look how gorgeous Come this is. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. Hello. Can we, um, is it cocktails? Buy it. Sure, the cocktail bar, the secret one. Yes, yeah. please. Found it. <laughs> when you go downstairs and turn on your left. Oh, thank yep. you so much. Come on, look at this. Uh, this is very cool. I'm very excited. <laughs> What are you going to go for? I'm going to ask for whatever's sweet and get the sweetest one. I don't know, I'm going to ask her. In what, in what sense? Like, just the most sweetest, most sugary, non-alcoholic flavouring. Non-alcoholic? Yeah, no. No, it's, I want alcoholic, but I don't want it to taste of alcohol. How funny is that? Just met a guy, lives in Camden, uh, moved to Paris two days ago, here for four months, an architect. Single, 40, hasn't got any kids. Hilarious. Yeah? Okay. Perfect, thank you so much. I had such a good time yesterday. Also, cocktails in Paris are very strong. Like, I got in last night and the room was spinning. Yeah. It's a bit much, I won't lie. Hey, should I go see the Mona Lisa today? Um, so I met this guy last night. It's very funny. So I, my last relationship, um, that according to him was never a relationship, but according to me, it very much was a deep and meaningful one. Um, it was very painful to walk away from, uh, cause I really wanted it to work or I really wanted it to, you know, and, uh, it was a bit of a head fuck. And um, yesterday at the bar, I met this guy, and uh, it like he's there, like and also, like I think I'd like to have family and have kids, or whatever. And I think I don't know, I don't know if I want that. I think I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to build a family, like with my unit. Like I'd like to have a unit. I'd like to have my have my person and be a, you know, be a team, whatever that entails. Anyway, so. It's quite funny how yesterday, and also my ex has long moved on. I think he moved on fucking straight away because that's what men do. And I, it's not, it's not in my nature to hop, hop on lilies like a little frog. <laughs> not a frog. Oh, a prince. Not a frog. Anyway. And so then yesterday, this guy at the bar and, uh, I could tell he kind of clocked me, and I got smiled, whatever. And then I came out of the comedy club, and he was there, and we both like, and the comedian was like, "Oh, are you two leaving together?" We were like, "Yeah," 
and we walked off together and he's from London and he's 40 something and he's like I'm single you know like I'm single I've never been married haven't got kids would like those things don't know what I'm doing in my life setting up a business in Paris Maybe, you know when you go what's the universe playing at like yeah here you go on a plate here is a guy that actually wants to be in a relationship and he wants to fucking hold my hand do you know what I mean he kept trying to hold my hand and wanted to have a kiss and which is already a very good start, isn't it? That's should, That should be the basics that you should ask for, I think, from somebody. I went home my own, but what's the universe's message? What do you really want, Louisa? I feel sick. Hello. I'm in the... Uh, I think I'm in the Hall of Mirrors in the Palace of Versailles. It's beautiful. Seen well. And I can't help but think about what's happening at the moment with the coronation. There's a really interesting article at the moment in The Guardian. It's a podcast series at the cost of the royal family and how much they're worth. And they're worth £1.8 billion. Pounds. I've seen wealth that's generational. That's just using land, property, art, artefacts, investments. And I can't help but think, like so many of us, why are we, the taxpayer, paying for the coronation out of public money? I don't care how much they bring in. I don't care how much they bring in or what they do. I don't think they're setting a wonderful example. And I think in a place of such prestige and such privilege, they could be doing so much more to support the country that they supposedly head. And the worst cost of living crisis that we're seeing, that we're facing, it's not enough to get profit from your wind farms. It's not enough. It's not enough to be paraded around in a gold gilded carriage. There is no need for such poverty or for life to be so difficult for so many when you have this much wealth. I mean, look at this place, it's insane. Also, France hasn't got a royal family, and all these palaces and tourist attractions are absolutely rammed. So the idea that brings up the tourism is bullshit because these places have got a massive queue. Couldn't we look after each other a bit more instead? I'm about to enter the Louvre. I it's not like rich as the Louvre. So how long it would take eight months to visit every piece of art with yes. no sleep? Yes. This is mad. Wow. Whoa, look at this. Yeah, zero. <gasps> zero. Wow. Your first time in the room? Yeah. That's incredible. We just did the Sistine Chapel. That's amazing. Are you going to Italy? No, I'm going to Milan. Really? Amazing. Hey, I saw this painting oh, earlier in um, Palais de... Yeah, yes. same painting. Yes. I saw the mask in Egypt. The coffin is here? The coffin is no, here. No, it's not. Did it you, is. Did you come out? The coffin is here, but the, the <gasps> sarcophagus really? is in Egypt. Sorry, darling. Sarcophagus is in Egypt. I was there just a couple of months ago. So wow. The museum, but the tomb is here. Well, I want to see. Is it lucky to see that though or not? There's a queue for the Mona Lisa. Are you serious? That's insane. So we finish here. Um, this is the line to go to the... Mona Lisa, and after you can go whenever you Thank want. Thank you so okay? much. Thank you so Thank you. much. You're welcome. Have a nice day. And Enjoy. You. Thank you. Imagine you know, everything is silent, all the other people. So like, what's so special about you? Right, exactly. What about us? I feel sorry for the other yeah. guys. But the guy said that there was other Da Vinci's here. Yeah. But where are the other Da Vinci's? There's a few on this side. You don't know the dif- I don't know the difference between the Da Vinci's. No, I don't either. <laughs> this is mad. This is so crazy. What are we doing? Pretty cool. The Louvre is so inspiring. I've, wow, I'm just blown away by it. All the art across the years, over the ages. And it's amazing how, like, as human beings, we find the same things important. You know, like we record ourselves with each other, family, and animals, our pets. We revere them. We put them in places of high status and do little monuments of them. It's just stunning. Absolutely stunning. I loved it. I'm so glad I went. 
I'm now finally heading back to the flat. I'll take Bernie out for some dinner. Uh, I'll give her some dinner and take her out for a little walk in a bit. Sweet girls on well today. So it's been my first week in Paris. And I think it's gone pretty well. I've sold seven tickets for tomorrow. Seven. And I genuinely am alright with that. It's going to be fine. If I can get 15 in, I'll be happy. We'll take it from there. I've got a gig tonight doing 10 minute spots, so hopefully I can shout about it then. Fingers crossed. Just remind me, no cocktails because I don't actually do well anymore with alcohol. I'm too old for it. Make sure when you book somewhere to stay that you triple check it has a lift. Because I thought this place has a lift, but it doesn't. And it's three flights of stairs. And that was really cool. I just went to a comedy night. Uh, there was 13 people in the room. It's an English-speaking comedy night. So English-speaking comedy is kind of taken up in European cities, which is really cool to hear. And uh, this is a great place to live because, oh, like everything's so close by. But the comics were really cool. They were all very sweet. I liked it. Okay, I am getting ready to do my first show in Paris. Very nervous. It's half five. Oh, I'm so nervous. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm doing a show here at eight o'clock. Uh, yes, nine at nine o'clock. Yes. Nine o'clock, yeah. Before is it a show in French? Oh, okay. Yes. Is there anywhere to wait? What? Is there anywhere to wait? Yes. Dog? Where yes. can I wait? What to wait? Uh, to sit and to sit down and get ready. Uh, the, uh, you want? Do you want to wait here? Yeah. Now? yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, the way. We will let uh, you play at. Yeah. At what time? At nine. Nine. Oh, perfect. We'll okay. We'll okay. So we so we're good to go we'll at nine. We'll okay. get it. Okay. <laughs> we'll get it. We're going. Okay. This is. Don't you worry. Do you want a bit of light? On yeah, please. <laughs> I'd love some. What's your name again? Joelle. So you're opening for me? No, it's Sadra that's opening for you. I'm the one that got squeezed uh, in you, for five minutes. I'm doing five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I missed five minutes that they did all the oh, promotion fab. working for Sadra. Well, thank you so much for um, your help. Sadra doesn't realise how important you are. Hilarious. <laughs> no, but she doesn't. So, do you? Would you like to stay here once in in the back? Yeah, like it's like yeah, because um, it's just like very strange. It's very different to what. <laughs> it's not very different. It's just it's just uh. Oh yeah, it's shitty conditions, Louise. No, it's no, the shitty conditions is yeah. fine. It's just it's just this back to back show. I just don't know how they're gonna finish at nine, get them out of me, start at nine. That's not gonna happen. So I don't know if we need to push it back to. No, no, no. We'll get, we'll, 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 we'll get it. We'll get it. Maximum nine, ten. Sadra will turn up at some point, and she'll, she'll have to, she'll get all the, the stuff, the sound. Because do you need music and stuff? Uh, yeah, but I'm not gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Do, do you know what show you saw? I've seen. I saw your best offs. Oh, I know everything the, you've done. Uh, you, I'm sorry, Lisa, but no. Um, but uh, did you so, see ten then? Did you see the ten yeah, show? Yeah, for the ten show. Right. So, so I'm not gonna do that because that's. A 75 minute, 80 minute show show, and it needs tech, which I don't have here. And also, I think if I do that show at the pace they'll need to understand me, it will take about two and a half hours. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm going to do just five minutes, and I'm, I'm going to make a joke about I'm doing the transition from American, because Sadra's American, to English. So, Gorgeous. get them used to, because there, there are going to be a lot of French speakers who aren't used to a British accent. So, are you French or are you British? I'm English, but I've been living here for 21 years. Amazing. So, whatever you want to do, if it's terms of politics, if you want to. I don't, do... do you know what? I don't, I'm going to work it out when I'm up there. I'm going to. I'm going to do like an hour and it'll be a case of figuring it out once I'm up there. I think that's the way to do it with this one because it's the first one and I just don't know what to um, what to give them. So we'll work it out. Okay. And what I'm going to do at the end is I'm going to sell merch or see if anyone wants to buy merch and do yeah. a bucket donation for anyone that has got in for free to yeah. Yeah. donate. We'll uh, have a little bit uh, late uh, for 15 minutes. Uh, excuse us, it's not my uh, my fault, but uh, I cannot uh, make the people uh, come, up. Up, come up, so I have to wait. Uh, okay, thank so you. Tell me, you're going to be on 9.15. So we're going to start at 9.15 apparently. Yes, yeah, so you two introduce each other and then I'll come on afterwards. Yeah, it's very different. That's not how I've ever opened a solo show, but when in Paris... I'm always on stage dancing as they come in. Dancing all over on stage, I'm doing that thing that I've always done. Like it's not somebody's. Um, that's very much part of my 
grand. That's what I've always done. Yeah, some always there as they come in. That's why this is weird, because I'm not going to be doing that, so it's going to be weird. Um, Saja, we're so, running late. I just walked in and I was like, Mel, what's going on? Why are these people still down here? Why isn't the show started? He's like, they're starting now. They'll be done by 9.10. And I was like, okay, like, so are we going to start at 9? Is that going to be enough time to get them all out and everybody else in? We can start as soon as they get out. Like, as soon as they get out, we can... And I'll manage downstairs, like the people checking in and stuff. Yeah, so will they be um, checked in and then ready to go up as soon as this is empty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. as soon okay. as this is empty, they'll be good. Uh, I'll keep it to 10. Do you want to give me a light at 9 if yeah. you're thinking about it? Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And then do you want me to give you a light at 4? Uh, yeah, okay, cool. So we'll manage that. And then I guess you're going to call her up. Then. I'm just so going to make sure that's Omi She's telling me there's two different French comedians. I'm going to check that out. I'm doing a bag up joke, that's funny. That might be doing it like yours, because in France they really copy a lot of the jokes. They, they but had, that joke's had 50 million views. They, they, they often steal from America. Even though it's had 50 million views. Yeah, because I think no one knows. Well, I know. Let's have a look. Bag up joke. Yeah. My sweet girl. 
My sweet girl. I'll check it out and let you know if it's a It's a, uh, do you know what? You see it all the time. It's bullshit and it's annoying, but. Comedians all steal from each other. I think it's awful. I think it's the worst thing. Yeah, it's, it's gross. How many more episodes have we got on? They're finished now. This is the last artist, but she just told me there's a very famous person that said he wants to come and play at the last minute and they're, they're waiting for him. And I said, but we need to start at 9.15. It's already 9.06. And that's all I know. And I don't, I don't know. Who do you speak to? They can't do that. Okay, but we can. Because this is a shit hotel. Right. But I've got people that are paid for tickets. I can't do that today. I know. I'm going to go. Thanks, Pop, for that. We're starting now. And then is that everybody in? Yeah. Oh, so when you're ready, go smash it and do your thing. Everyone's really excited to see you downstairs. I'm making them sit in the front, front, yeah? Thank you. Can I show you Legend. Uh, Thank you, too. It's frustrating because it's never helped me get a D casually slipped in there. Ha! You know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to be hanging out with you guys a little bit tonight, and then we have another one of my good friends, Joelle, and then we have Louisa coming on to hang out with you guys. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, yes. Show. It went really well. Thank you, Paris. It went really well. Oh, you're so kind. You're a comedy angel. Thanks. Oh, you're very kind. Can I give you a hug? Thank you so much. Also, I'm 40 and I'm single. Yes. And my dad died about a year ago. So I really feel for you. Oh, we see you guys. Yeah. But anyway, you're the one coming. Have everything you want, and you're fabulous. So, thank you so much. Likewise, yeah, just say hi to my friends. That was one of the best stand up shows I've ever seen in my life. That's hilarious. That was um, very kind of you. I didn't know what I was doing, I was trying to piece together bits as I did as I went along. But I haven't had like a stomach until now, but like something that almost like I could have just cried, like moved me to tears. So, that was wonderful, really, really wonderful, and inspiring. And like, I I told Tariq, who's my co-host, like, my show, we're like, you gotta fucking go. Like, you go. I'm and, so glad you made it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. My friend saw you in London, because she lives in London, and she told me I should, I should see you. Tell your friend I love her. I, I'll tell her, she'll enjoy yeah. Because I'm Polish, and I used to live in, I used to live in London, and I used to have a huge chip on the shoulder about being Polish in London. That's like, um... And now you live in Paris? Yes. Do you yes. prefer it in Paris? Yes, yeah. a lot, a lot. But it's like the first time I heard the association with Polishness not be negative and not yeah. be about the immigrants are coming yeah. from the plumbers, all of that. Bullshit. And yes, thank you for oh, that. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Bye, bye, you What a great night. I'm just walking home through Paris now. I've got a half an hour walk and I've got a 6% battery, so I hope I make it. Uh, Bernie's looking for somewhere to wee. Oh, just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Joel is stunning. Sadra is so good. Like, just so lovely. What a lovely scene. And felt so welcomed and so included. And just went for a drink afterwards with them now, had a chat. And the women in Paris doing comedy are killing it. Like, they're so good. They're so insightful and funny and their material is so original. Like, sometimes you go see comics and you're like, ah, oh, like, I know this. I've seen this. I've heard this. Whereas with them, it was so cool and original and, like, I was so proud that they opened for me. Like, I was really, like, felt really chuffed and really privileged that they did. I loved it. So good. So tomorrow we leave for uh, Dijon mustard. What? Little Dijon mustard joke. <laughs> Who says I'm not original? Um, so very excited. I have to stop eating so much takeaway crap food. Not crap, it's delicious. It's insanely good. But, um... My knickers are getting too tight. So, we need to work on that because I need the blood flow. Okay? I don't want to become infertile from, from lack of blood flow. Oh, there's a joke there, isn't there? Lack of blood flow. And then, like, menopause, losing your blood flow. But actually just losing your blood flow from 
knickers being too tight because you keep eating fresh profiteroles. I don't know, I'll work on it. All right, good night, everyone. Thank you. So my eyes that didn't work in France, so it works in Europe, but not if you're British. Yay, Brexit. Um, and so I got a, a, an app on my phone to take money and uh, I managed to sell some merch. But then I'm an idiot because your phone app comes with a QR code. And so I gave everybody the same QR code and it meant that it only generated the payment for one person. So I gave away three bags of merch and the payment's not actually gone through. So... That's a good lesson to learn now, isn't it, eh? Yes? I'm checking out of Paris now. Making sure we've got everything. Thank you so much for a wonderful stay. It's oh. perfect flat. It's oh. a perfect flat. Yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Let me give you your keys. Okay. And Bonnie? She's, uh... Oh, she's, yeah, she's, she's good. She liked it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for everything. You're welcome. Um, You're yeah, welcome. it's a great Ruben, flat. Uh, get inside because I have a table to bring in. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and a chair. Oh, well, um, I would say I'll help you, but I'm going to go get breakfast. So I'll <laughs> no <go>. <laughs> Take care. Thank Take you. Care. Oh, baby.